You're listening to Comedy Central. The coronavirus pandemic. The only thing that's gone on longer than someone explaining Bitcoin to you. In fact, it's gone on so long, it just broke a 100-year-old record. COVID-19 is now the deadliest pandemic in our nation's history. That grim distinction was made official by Johns Hopkins University. On Monday, the U.S. surpassed 675,000 COVID-related deaths, which is more than the estimated U.S. fatalities from the 1918 Spanish flu pandemic. But at that time, the U.S. population was about 103 million, less than a third of today's 330 million. COVID, number one pandemic of all time. We did it, baby, we did it. You know, I don't know what's worse, that COVID has killed more Americans than any other pandemic, or that this won't change anything. Because let's be honest, the people who are scared of COVID were already scared back when like 10 people died. And everyone else is still gonna be like, ah, I heard more people die from shark attacks. Now, just to be clear, the Spanish flu killed a higher percentage of the population, right? So technically, it is still more deadly. But then again, I don't think we can trust the numbers from 100 years ago. Like nobody knew if you died because of the flu or just because it was 1918. But population size aside, America shouldn't be surpassing 1918 numbers. Can we agree on that? They shouldn't even be getting close to those numbers. I mean, think of the modern advantages that we have made. Think of every advantage that we have since then, right? We've got mRNA vaccines. We've got better masks. I mean, back in 1918, doctors were euthanizing women because they didn't know how to handle the bleeding coming out of their lady parts. In 1918, they didn't have iPhones to track the disease. They were probably using Palm Pilots. And although the COVID pandemic continues to rage around the US, one state where things are going normal is California, which now has the lowest COVID rates in the country. And within California, few places are doing better than San Francisco. Yeah, what they do there is they fill all the empty syringes on the ground with Pfizer and then they just wait for people to step on them. It's very effective. So now the mayor of San Francisco is celebrating their success by ending the city's masking rules. The only catch is she's only ending them for herself. San Francisco Mayor London Breed is under fire after video has come to light that shows her maskless, dancing and singing during a live indoor performance by the 90s R&B group Tony, Tony, Tony. That is Breed there on the left. And her critics are seizing on this, saying that she violated her own health department's masking order, which came out in August and applies to the vaccinated, like the mayor, and the unvaccinated. When confronted about this, Mayor Breed was defiant. There was something that was really um, monumental that occurred, and that is Tony, 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 the original members who have not performed in public for, I believe, at least over 20 years. And the fact that that is getting lost here is very unfortunate. I was there. I was eating and I was drinking and I was sitting with my friends and everyone who came in there was vaccinated. No, I'm not gonna sip and put my mask on, sip and put my mask on, sip and put my mask on, eat and put my mask on. While I'm eating and I'm drinking, I'm gonna keep my mask off. Man, COVID truly is a mystery virus. It kills your sense of smell, it can make you sick for years, but you can't catch it when 90s R&B is playing. Something tells me this thing was made in the lab. It seems too specific. Def Jam? I thought so. Oh, and uh, as for the mayor, I feel like she's using some pretty interesting reasoning there, right? 
She's like, I know I said people have to wear masks indoors, but Tony, Tony, Tony was playing for the first time in 20 years, and I wanted us to try and kill them. <laughs> people, can we, can we agree that this kind of hypocrisy is bullshit, right? This doesn't help the conversation in America at all. It doesn't help any of the conversations around COVID, right? Leaders can't make rules that everyone has to follow and then give us attitude when they get caught breaking their own rules. Because the only way the mayor's actions made any sense is if COVID was also really into Tony, Tony, Tony and agreed to take the night off. Oh, this is my jam. Now nah, relax, relax. You don't need a mask tonight. <laughs> yeah, feel good. That's the opposite of my thing, baby. Oh yeah. New Zealand, or as we call it in South Africa, New Zealand. Thanks to strict lockdowns early in the pandemic, New Zealand had eliminated COVID entirely. But because of that, only about a third of New Zealanders have bothered to get vaccinated. So when the Delta variant hit, the COVID rate shot up. But this time, when the government lockdowns were imposed, people started to rebel. COVID lockdowns are bringing out some strange criminal behavior. Police in New Zealand spotted a suspicious car, started chasing it, and received quite the surprise when they finally pulled it over. As they searched the car, they found this thousands of dollars in cash and a trunk full of KFC. The men had bought the food from outside Auckland, where takeout services are closed due to a spike in COVID. Police aren't sure if the suspects were planning to sell the food. They now face charges for breaching COVID lockdown rules. Wow, breaching COVID rules and running from the cops for fried chicken? It was smuggling fried chicken. Yo, can I just say, I'm so grateful that this should happen in a white ass country like New Zealand. Cause if there were any black people involved, yo, that would have undone the entire civil rights movement. He was smuggling what? God damn it, Darnell. We can't vote anymore cause of you. And this really puts into perspective how, you know when people in America are like, these lockdowns are tyranny. Yo, even when New York was locked down during the worst part of the pandemic, we could still get takeout. Yeah, you just had to dip every drumstick in hand sanitizer. It wasn't tyranny. And here's what I'm wondering, like what happened to this chicken after the photo was taken? You know, I mean, something tells me it's not sitting in the evidence locker like, like cocaine. I bet the New Zealand cops are like, as you can see, these sick criminals brought uh, back uh, one half bucket of chicken and they got mashed potato gravy stains on my shirt. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I never thought I'd see people smuggling fast food past the police. Like Netflix, if you're watching, please make this the next season of Narcos. Boyo o plata. Moving on to technology news. Over the last few years, Facebook has gotten a lot of bad press for its newsfeed, which has become a constant stream of hate speech, conspiracy theories, and high school friends trying to sell you essential oils. But now, Facebook has come up with a solution to all of this negative coverage. A new investigation is giving insight into a big push from Facebook to reshape its image online. The New York Times found the social media site has launched a new initiative to showcase positive stories about the company on your newsfeed. Okay, first of all, I don't understand why Facebook is trying to promote itself to people who are already on Facebook. I mean, anyone who's on Facebook isn't worried about Facebook's problems, you know? They have bigger concerns, like where you can find a gun store that also sells ivermectin. But hey, but hey, I'm, I'm not hating, you know? I get it, Facebook wants to use Facebook how everyone else uses Facebook. Nobody uses social media 
to be like, guys, my hemorrhoids aren't going away. No, we only post the stuff that makes us look good. I mean, just this past weekend, I rented a family to go apple picking with me. Hashtag winning. And finally, some news out of Pennsylvania, the state with the highest rates of mares per East Town. I think most people are aware that America can be, um, let's say, a little extra when it comes to putting people in prison. But I think we can all agree that this story is taking it a bit too far. Here's a crazy story out of central PA. A man is facing up to seven years in prison, all because he failed to pay the right amount for a Mountain Dew. The man grabbed a bottle of Mountain Dew, slapped $2 on the counter, then walked away, but he still owed 43 cents. The store called police. Officers tracked him down. Now he is facing a felony under the state's three strikes law because he was convicted of shoplifting twice before. And to that, all I can say is, you have to be f***ing kidding me. There is so much wrong with the story, starting with, why are you calling the police on someone over this in the first place? Is it really worth your time? The phone call, the meeting with the cops, the paperwork, going through security cam footage, and then at the end, we're like, we did it! We got our 43 cents back. Like, here's the thing. We know these laws are the hardest on poor people, but you know who's also getting screwed over with this? Taxpayers, people think. Instead of our taxes going to roads, schools, free Wi-Fi that actually works, instead, we're wasting it on prosecuting somebody for 43 cents. I feel like as taxpayers, we should get a choice when it comes to this stuff, you know? They should make a game show or something. America loves that. Yeah, it should be like, who wants to spend a million there? You know, do we want to pay back the store their 43 cents? Or do we want to use the taxpayer's money to imprison someone for seven years at $40,000 a year? I think we'd all pretty quickly decide that we're just gonna pay back the store. Oh, and, and by the way, by the way, can we all agree that the three strikes rule is bullshit? Because if you're gonna base your laws on sports, at least get the rules right, right? Because baseball doesn't just have strikes, they also have foul balls. If you have two strikes and you hit a foul ball, you're not out. They just let it slide. That's what this should have been. Right, it's a foul ball crime. You don't go to prison for it. And also, baseball doesn't just punish the batter. Right? It punishes the pitcher. So technically, the rule should be that if the cops mess up four times, you get to walk. You know, like if the cops pull you over repeatedly and they find nothing, at some point, you should get one free crime. And I'm not saying like a, like a crazy thing like murder, you know, just, just like a first base crime. You know, like you get to shoplift something small. Or you can have like one free bar fight and go home. Or maybe they say you can start a meth lab at the studio where you tape your TV show and not get taken downtown for questioning, you know? Cause it's just meth. I mean, we all agree on that, right? Just, just me. Wildfires. There when climate change says, you gonna learn today. In California, wildfires have been spreading like, uh, what's something that spreads fast? Like really fast. Anyway, for months now, these wildfires have been burning down thousands and thousands of trees, which is bad enough, but now they're threatening to burn down famous trees. The Associated Press says California firefighters are scrambling to protect a grove of giant ancient sequoia trees. Yesterday, flames reached one grove where the trail of 100 giant sequoias is a national monument. Firefighters battle to keep the blaze from driving further into another grove of 2,000 sequoias. That's where the base of the world's largest tree known as the General Sherman and other trees have been wrapped in protective foil. Yeah, that's right, protective foil. Imagine being the scientist who figured this one out. 
right? One minute you're in the cafeteria about to eat a baked potato and the next minute you're like, wait a minute. And it's a great plan too, because even if the foil doesn't save the tree, well, it's gonna make that tree delicious. Whew. That wood is just gonna fall off the bone. And I know it may seem extreme that they're going to all these lengths for one tree, but guys, you don't get it. This is a celebrity tree. You know, it's the same way we all shrugged off coronavirus until Tom Hanks got it. Then we shut the whole planet down. Tom's got it! Not to mention General Sherman isn't just the largest tree in the world. It has also been around for over 2,000 years. Yeah, think about it. That tree probably knew the cross that Jesus died on. It sees a crucifix and it's like, Steve, Steve! I mean, you realize that tree is so old. It was around during slavery and it did nothing to stop it. You just stood there and watched us, tree! You watched us! Then again, I feel like there's something we don't consider, right? 2,000 years is a long time for anything to be alive. Like, how do we know that this tree actually wants to be saved? It might've been happy to see the fire coming. It's the circle of life. At last, I can finally be at peace. Yes, no, oh, the humans, they're wrapping me in foil. What are you doing, you stupid humans? No, my wife is waiting for me in tree heaven, you idiots. Wait for me, Linda, wait for me. And don't you be boning Steve up there. All right, but let's move now from the crisis in California to the crisis in Afghanistan, a retirement home for America's most expensive weapons. Since the Taliban took back control of the country, They've announced that girls cannot go to school and that women aren't allowed to play sports or hold most jobs. So basically, it's like if Britney's conservatorship were a country. And after some hard work restricting women's rights, it looks like the Taliban are rewarding themselves with some much-deserved R&R. Well, it's been three weeks since the U.S. military left Afghanistan. The Taliban is apparently taking advantage of the abandoned luxuries that were left behind. Uh, take a look at these photos that were posted by a journalist that have gone viral. It shows the, the Taliban fighters in pedal boats uh, on the lake of uh, an empty park. Militants hit the waters in the, you know, some are shaped like a swan or a flamingo, whatever other bird-themed vessels. Taliban members were seen pedaling around, carrying an arsenal of weapons, including what looks to be a rocket launcher in one shot. God damn, America only left Afghanistan two weeks ago and the Taliban already has a navy? And by the way, just a tip for the Taliban. Um, I think once you're pedaling inside a swan boat, you can put the rocket launcher down for a minute, guys. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they have to feel like they have to be armed in case a skirmish breaks out, but you're still in a paddle boat, you know? Like, it's, a, it's like a paradox. You can't be gangster in a paddle boat. Look over there, it's an infidel. Let's get him. Whee! And you know, honestly, I think Americans should be happy about this story because for 20 years, America tried to export its values to Afghanistan and it worked, yeah. Now the Taliban all posing like Instagram influencers. Okay, take one of me with the rocket launcher next to the swan. Take one, take one. What do you think? This is gonna get so many likes. All right, and finally, a story about insects. They're having sex in your hair right now. And now there's also a new one that is terrorizing the United States. 
say hello to the spotted lanternfly. While they may look pretty, officials warn these pests are wreaking havoc on fruit crops, trees, and even lawn furniture up and down the East Coast. The quick-moving pests native to Asia and known for their pale pinkish-gray wings, black dots, and scarlet undercoat were first documented in Pennsylvania in 2014. While they aren't a threat to humans or pets, they feed off 70 types of plants and trees. In the four years since they first showed up at Vinecrest Vineyards and Winery in Pennsylvania, they've caused hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of damage. If you see them, we want you to identify it and we want you to squish it. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't just tell untrained civilians to go insect hunting. It's gonna end in disaster. People are gonna be out in the street killing innocent butterflies. I got it! Oh, shit, what have I done? Oh, I'll just say it was affiliated with ISIS. Does that work? I mean, I will say though, this is a nice change of pace, you know? Usually the government's always telling us, oh, you have to save this animal. Save that animal. And now finally, we have an animal we're supposed to kill. I think it's good to have that balance in life. You know, yeah, you wanna save the spotted owl, but then you're allowed to squish this little shit. I think all rules should be like that. Like if we're required to wear masks, we should be allowed not to wear pants in public. That's balance, it's yin and yang. So basically, it's up to all of us to stop this invasive species from destroying everything. And I don't know how confident I am, guys, because judging by our current track record on coming together to stop a deadly threat, I feel like we're only a few weeks away from the world being covered in these spotted lanternflies. You can't make me stomp on the lanternfly! This is a free country, and ah, they're all over me! Ah, so much freedom! Too much freedom! Ah! the coronavirus vaccine. It's like a condom, but for your lungs. By now, we all know that people need two shots of the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines in order to have full immunity. But recently, both companies said that people can actually get better than full immunity with a third shot. So, yeah, I guess COVID shots are like iPhones now. You think you're all upgraded to the latest and greatest, and then a few months later, they have a new vaccine with an extra camera. So now, there's a question about who should be able to get that third shot. Breaking overnight, the FDA authorizing Pfizer's COVID vaccine booster, making millions of Americans immediately eligible to receive a third shot. Among those who can get the extra dose of protection, people 65 and older, those at high risk for severe illness, and people who are frequently exposed to COVID at their jobs, like healthcare workers, school teachers, and grocery store employees. The third Pfizer dose must come at least six months after the second shot. An unknown number of people have already gotten unauthorized booster shots with little oversight to stop them. Dr. Peter Grinspoon, a primary care physician, says he's been bombarded by patients who want an extra dose. A lot of people are asking, how could I portray myself as immunocompromised? And, you know, it puts you in a little bit of an awkward position. Man, this country is living in two different worlds. Right? One side is doing everything they can to avoid getting the vaccine, and the other side is going to their doctor like, can you give me AIDS? Come on, do something. I wanna get that booster shot. Come on, doc. And what's funny to me is Americans are debating whether or not they should get their third shot. Meanwhile, people in many countries around the world still haven't gotten their first shot. And hey, I'm not hating, you know? I just feel like maybe 
to make Americans aware of what's going on globally. Every time someone in America gets a booster shot, they should have to do it in front of an African guy. Oh, yeah, back for thirds, huh? No, no, go ahead. No, no, I'm fine. I'll wait. I'll wait. No, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Super immune. <laughs> Look at you, huh? <laughs> but let's move on now to Halloween, the holiday when goblins and vampires find out what cultural appropriation feels like. The spooky celebration is just one month away, which means it's time for the nation's pollsters to stop asking which political party should kill and eat the other and start asking questions like this. Trending this morning, some spooky news. <laughs> the belief in ghosts is up 400% over the last four decades. 46% of Americans believe in ghosts today compared to only 11% 40 years ago. Well, there's also the belief that ghosts appear because something needs to be corrected, like not having a proper burial or a murder suspect. Yeah, this is spooky, okay? Has still not been caught. Yeah, of course more people believe in ghosts. COVID has made a lot more of them. And as for the idea that ghosts are sticking around these days to correct something, people, that is so ridiculous. I mean, the reason ghosts stick around is because they need to finish all the TV shows they were watching. That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, heaven can wait. When I'm dead, I'll finally have time to see how Better Call Saul ends. And look, between Trump's a Russian agent and the vaccine has a microchip, I feel like ghosts are almost the least crazy thing that people believe now. You know, I actually personally wouldn't mind having a ghost to talk to. You know, ghosts are sensible and they care about the environment. Well, that's why they're always turning off your lights and stuff. Helps save your electri electric bill. Although if ghosts really are among us, I feel bad for them. I mean, cause this must be the most boring time to be a ghost, right? People's lives are really trash right now. What are you watching? Okay, now Todd's eating. Now Todd's pooping. Now he's done pooping, but he's just sitting there scrolling through Twitter. Yo, is there a hell I can go to? This is some bullshit. Before we go, don't forget, The Daily Show has launched a brand new merch collection, which is inspired by our segment, If You Don't Know, Now You Know. Now, 100% of the Viacom CBS proceeds will be donated to 826 National, the largest youth writing network in the country that sets up underserved students for success with the power of writing. So if you want to support 826 National and look fresh at the same time, all you gotta do is scan the QR code below or head to the link below. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. <laughs> <laughs>